and welcome to Maximizing Your Mental Potential. I'm Dr. Nita Riastoria, and I'm so excited to be here today to interview Johnny Bedford. He is the owner of Fitness Factory in North Richland Hills in Texas. He is a professional mixed martial artist and UFC veteran. He um, has so much to share with his story, being that he started very young. Johnny, it's so great. Thank you for doing this podcast with me. No, thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited. Yeah. So. Yeah. So um, you were telling me that you started early fighting. What age, at what age did you get interested in doing all this? Well, um, I grew up in Northwest Ohio, which is a really big wrestling state. Um, my dad wrestled through high school and a little bit in college and started my brother and I very young. I was five. My brother was three. We started wrestling. And it was kind of the way of life for me growing up. My parents, I, I'm extremely blessed. I have awesome parents that really just sacrificed everything for me to to reach my full potential in athletics. And it, it was wrestling was a sport of choice. I mean, our family vacations were based around where Johnny's wrestling at this summer. And I mean, they really did give me every opportunity to excel. And that's just kind of how I was raised. Um, we wrestled 12 months a year. I wrestled probably 35 different states I've competed in. That, that's just what we did as a family. And um, it, it led to success, uh, so some success in um, high school, obviously. Um, I didn't reach the ultimate goal of what started as a five-year-old. You know, the goal was always to be a state champion. And my senior year, I came up just a little bit short. And I was 51-1. and one. And wow. I lost my only match that year in the state tournament in overtime, where wow. overtime it's the first one that scores, kind of. And it was a fluky call, and I don't think it was the wrong call, but just it was it was really hard. But um, I obviously then continued wrestling. I got a scholarship to a Division One program at Cleveland State University. Um, they had a really good wrestling program. I was very very excited to go there, um, and went and wrestled. I only um, ended up completing two years in college, and ended up having to move back home. Um, and it wasn't shortly after that is when I kind of decided that I'm going to try this mixed martial arts thing. Um, this is the early 2000s, and in my area back in Ohio, there's a couple guys that were older than me that I had been watching on the worldwide level fighting in Japan or fighting for the UFC and fighting on pay-per-view, and they came from the same background I did. They were Northwest Ohio good wrestlers that... that could use their wrestling to win fights, so I thought, hey, this is what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. um, I had my first amateur fight in 2003, so it's been a while now since my first fight. Um, was six and zero as an amateur. Um, that's pretty. That's amazing because yeah. it's it's a shift for you from wrestling into this field. And so, what do you think has been the the biggest learning lesson for you when you made this shift? What has really helped you succeed? Um, it was, it was, it's really hard and I still see it at the, at the highest level now, you know, like, cause I still a hundred percent believe that wrestling is the number one base for MMA. We decide if the fight goes to the ground or we decide if we don't want it to, cause we're the better wrestler, we can keep it standing. Right. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, it's hard to argue anymore that wrestling's not the best base. If you look at all the champions right now, I think like five out of the seven come from division one wrestling backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm talking about the current UFC champions. Um, but the hardest part, and I still see, is like, why isn't every NCAA champ, why are they not a wrestler? I think the hardest part is humbling yourself at being so good at one art mm -hmm. to not being good at the others. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the hardest part. You know, you've never properly, as a wrestler at least, you've never been properly shown how to throw a proper punch. You've never been taught how to, there's different reactions on the ground even, obviously, mm -hmm. with submissions now being involved. Yeah. So the hardest part was, you know, kind of, 
how do I become a wrestler that is a well-rounded mixed martial artist? How do I learn how to box with boxers and grapple with jujitsu guys and obviously use my wrestling as an advantage? And that was the hardest part as the, at, at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm lucky. I've been around good people, and I'm sure we'll get there, but I yeah. moved to Texas, and it really changed a lot of things for me. So. So I'm hearing a lot about the physical aspect and the changes you had to make. Let's talk about the the mental part of your game, of of the sport that you do. What has really helped you? Um, I know we talked a little bit about the focus. Being present has been real important. Do you you find that that has been the main um, um, thing for you to be very successful at what you do? Um, I 100% agree with that for sure. I, uh, I moved to Texas in 2007 to run a gym here. It gave me an opportunity to get some income and chase this dream of being a UFC fighter. And um, I was able to do that, and I was I was working my way towards the UFC. And probably right around the time I got signed to the UFC is when I met a, a, another sports psychologist guy that um, helped me out. And, and what he taught me for the little bit that we talked was being present. And mm-hmm. he, he, he would get down to the where my mind is <clears throat> excuse me when I, when I'm fighting or where, right before that bell rings and it's knowing now if, if I knew now what I did then or vice versa right if I knew then what I know now things would have been different I say that because um, I had a bad performance in my last fight due to the same reason but it really is it's all about being present this this fight game is sure it the skills matter. Um, everything, obviously, size matters, strength matters, technique matters, all that matters. But really, it's it's. I truly believe this sport is ninety percent mental. Yeah. Um, you know, if I know if I'm going to win or lose that fight before that bell even rings, a lot of time, and the things that he taught me is that you can't control those things, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd be in the cage, getting ready to fight, and my thought process wasn't, "Hey, I'm going to beat this guy." My thought process was, "I can't lose to this guy." I can't lose this. If I lose to this guy, the UFC is not going to call. If I lose to this guy, all the people from my gym and the stands are going to see me and I'm going to be embarrassed. If I lose to this guy, mm-hmm. I'm not going to have opportunities to make further paychecks. No one's going to better my career, right? A loss really hurts you. Well, speaking with him and now you and all this stuff, it's like, well, you can't control what he does. You can only control what you do. And I've got 15 minutes, three, five minute rounds to, of fighting mm-hmm. that only person I can control. I can't control if there's a bad call by a referee. I can't right. control if this guy's just flat out better than you. You can't control that. What you can control is, can you be the best you you can be for 15 minutes? Yeah. And when I am in that mindset, I'm very, very hard to beat. And I know that. So tell everyone when you're in that mindset, what does that mindset look like for you? That maybe people can relate to that play sports. Um, it, it's it's really, I mean, as it, 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 elementary as it sounds, it's really just being present. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I, I'm in a position that obviously I'm still competing and still fighting for a living, but really, I'm, my, my where my life's at now, I'm focusing more on the coaching side, owning a gym, and I have these younger guys that are coming up that have all the ability in the world to be a world champion one day. And I try to, you know, teach them the things that I've learned, but it's all about like obviously being present and that, that, that there's a lot to that but the thing I like to use and I think that worked best for me is we use the term like or not the term but we use thresholds right like before I walk out of the locker room before you even do that walk in front of the crowd and all that that's a threshold before they say go walk that's a threshold before you actually step into that cage there's a threshold there and at that point check yourself right like nothing else matters 
I'm going to be the best Johnny Bedford I can mm, be yes. for the next 15 minutes. I can't control if I win. I can't control if I lose. I can control being the best me that I can be for 15 minutes. And when I'm in that mindset, there again, it's very hard for me to be beat. I, I guess because then, then skills do matter, right? Because yeah. if your mental game's on, then you let your skills and your training and everything be shown. All your everything you worked hard. Mm-hmm. Everyone, it's not an easy sport. We all work hard. Yeah. We all. I mean, you, you, you it, a training camp is not easy. You're getting beat up on, and you're you're doing strength and conditioning. You're wrestling. You're grappling. You're sparring. You're doing. You, you've got boxing coaches. It's not easy. But if you're worried about losing because the UFC is not going to call instead of just performing right. to the best of your ability, you're 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 100 hindering your performance. Yes, and I like that you mentioned there's thresholds and that you're, as a coach, you're telling them there's, there's going to be moments where you really need to keep that mindset. I'm going to be the best my, uh, version of me that I can be when I get out yep. there. But even being aware of the thresholds, the times where you could, your mind could play tricks on you or tell you negative things, that you're, sta- you're saying that one statement. It's almost like your go-to statement. It's a positive statement that you share with that you share that makes sense for you to stay present. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And as a coach, you know, I... I, I I use what I like myself, but I think it. I think athletes are athletes, right? And it's that it's it's being present and it's being positive. You know, I I reaffirm to these guys. We, we I never say, hey, we're gonna win this fight. Hey, we're better than this guy. We've trained harder than this guy. Mm-hmm. I give you facts and, and and try to build you up to you know you're you're positive. Like mm-hmm. you have better training partners than. Just go perform. Mm-hmm. Don't don't worry about winning. Just go perform. If you perform, the skills are gonna. Winning's going to take care of itself. Mm-hmm. Just building their self-efficacy mm-hmm. is what you do. Yeah. So I know just recently you were talking about what happens when you don't have that that mindset that you've had. You know what it looks like. You know mm-hmm. what it feels like. Cause, and you know what it does for you. It makes you win and perform well. Absolutely. And just recently, even though you're a veteran, you have moments. Everyone does. And you wanted to kind of share your story about what happened before a match. Yeah, so I've had a lot of ups and downs in my career. Um, my obviously probably all-time high was I was selected for the Ultimate Fighter reality TV show back in 2011. We taped it in June and July. It, it aired that fall, and then I made my official UFC debut in December of 2011, and that was, you know, you kind of felt like you made it. If you played football your whole life and you get signed a contract to the NFL, it's kind of, the you know, the same feeling. Like, I did this, yeah. And I started out my UFC career two and zero, so it was I was I was cruising later wrong, uh, um, you know, proving that I can fight with the best guys in the world, and life was good, and um, went through some personal issues, um, and and let my life become a mess. And when your life becomes a mess, everything becomes a mess, and it's hard to become a fighter. Blah blah. Yeah. So I ended up. Long story short, I ended up getting released from the UFC. Um, and, you know, I think it was unjust. There's a couple weird things that happened. I don't ever make excuses. But I got released, and they told me, you go win a couple, we'll bring you back. So I, that, that, that was the mindset. I uh, Since being released from the UFC, I had won four straight fights, all by finish knockouts. So I was letting the UFC know, like, look, I'm not, this regional scene's not for me. I need to be back in the NFL, right? I need to be back in the major leagues of the sport. Mm-hmm. And I think everyone agreed. And... Yet again, I let my messy life interfere with a really big opportunity. I got to fight for an organization on national TV here locally, which I haven't fought in Dallas in over six years at this point. 
Um, I got to be the main event on national TV in front of all the people from my gym. And my left, my messy life bled into my professional life. Um, my, at the time, girlfriend um, and I got into a really big fight the night before over something that didn't need to be fought about at the time. And it just turned into something it definitely didn't need to. And it turned into a really... Um, that's what I'm looking for. Just, just hectic, just stressful time, and then it bled over to the next day, and all day during the fight, where you know, normally I'm out of town, so that that I, I think I prefer fighting out of town because I get away from all distractions. Mm-hmm. But you know, sleeping in your own bed's nice too. But when you're home, you're you're comfortable. So I'm calling my girlfriend at work, still fighting like about the stuff from last night, and and she shows up to the fight, and we're still fighting about it, and it's just. You know, she's trying to be supportive of the situation, but her feelings are hurt. My feelings are hurt. It's just awkward. She, I, I don't want to put blame on her for coming in the backstage and fighting with me, but being in the right. same room with each other when we know there's tension and trying not to act like there's tension, it, 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 it affected me. And yeah. I should have known better. I'm the veteran. I've, I've, I've been through the higher things, and I went out there and I fought a. I don't want to badmouth my opponent, but I fought a lesser guy that nine times out of ten he loses to me, and he knows that. Mm-hmm. And he beat me, and he beat me because I didn't want to be there. I was mentally drained. I didn't think about being the best Johnny I could be. I didn't think about, hey, when I win this fight, it's on national TV, it's five straight, I'm probably getting my contract back. Even that thought process probably would have been bad because that's a future, that's not even present anyways. I can't control if the UFC calls. But it definitely wasn't a good mentality. I walked out there. I I was winning my fight. But even after the first round, I came back to the to the corner with my coaches, and they were asking me already, like, "Who are you? What's going on?" And they, I mean, they had witnessed what was going on in the back, so they already had an idea. But they're trying to do their part. And hey, let's see it. Focus. You're better than this guy. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're winning this fight. Mm-hmm. Well, long story short, I made a mistake in the third round and ended up getting choked and choked unconscious in front of everyone so you know scared mom and dad scared little kids from my gym they're there watching me I was fine I mean I've been in this sport a long time physically I'm fine mentally I was broken because I knew I had a really big opportunity this was my shot to get back to the big leagues and because of my messy life and then also I mean more importantly all about my mentality going into that fight was not where it needed to be. Um, it was elsewhere. It wasn't focused on beating this guy. It was focused on my problems outside of the fight, which I can't I can't fix that now. I'm there for a job, and mm-hmm. I didn't perform my job like I needed to do. Well, first, I need to tell you, I'm sure many athletes can relate to having just anybody having personal issues, family, relationships, and we don't talk about it. We don't talk about it, and you you just shared a very personal story and how it affected your match, how it affected mm-hmm. your your competition, and um, I think that's that can really resonate with so many people because we need to start talking about our personal stuff to somebody, a counselor, sports psychologist, somebody, so that you can be mentally prepared for a game because you know the importance of it. You're very successful at it, yep. and so that was probably very discouraging as we reflect back. You you just knew what you could have done. But you didn't do so. What I guess knowing knowing what you know now and moving forward, how might you do things differently? 
or coach differently? Just that's that's where it really. I mean, I think my career. I'm, I'll, I'll be 35 in a couple of weeks. I've got 50 plus fights. How many more fights I have? That's undetermined right now. Um, mm-hmm. My true passion and where it's probably been for a couple of years, which is which is a whole other struggle in itself, is I'm very good at coaching, and I know that, and I bring the best out of people, and it's very hard juggling being a professional fighter yourself, which you need to be selfish and you need to worry about you, and then worry about running a business, being a father, but also taking care of these young kids that are going to be world champions in five years that I'm training right now, so it's been very stressful, but... The biggest thing that I I take away from my struggles is I try to try to teach these kids that you know or the, I, keep, I keep calling them kids they're, they're obviously men they're fighting professional but they're younger than I quite a bit mm-hmm. um, but yes like you need to one control what you can control but two I mean if your life is a mess mm-hmm. if you and your girlfriend are fighting all the time. I mean, these guys, lucky they're not married with kids and stuff. So they, they, how messy can their lives get? It's not terrible, but if your life is a mess, it, it's gonna, it's gonna show. It's gonna, your, your performance is gonna affect that. You need to find a way. If your life's in a mess and you can't control that, you know, there's some things like, I lost a grandfather nine days before a fight. That's not my, you know, it's still my job to be present in that moment. Like it was yeah. tough. Like you can't control when life gets messy sometimes it's how are you going to react when it does now yeah. i'm trying to tell these guys to clean your darn lights up like, let's not make a messy to begin with you know what i mean then we don't have to we'll cross that bridge some of it's self-inflicted is my damage or or, or, or my results has been self-inflicted mess so that's really what i'm trying to do with these young guys is hey it's not just how hard you train and how well you you know what i mean if 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 Anything. If, if you're stressing out that you got to fight this fight for a paycheck because you can't pay rent, mm-hmm. that's something that, that, that it's it's going to affect your performance. Like You're putting yeah. pressure on yourself. I have to win or I'm not going to pay rent. You can't have that mindset. You have to, we can't control winning. We can't, we can't, you need to be the best you can be. Yeah. Rent will take care of itself if you will be the best you can be. Rent's going to get paid. Now, if you're out here stressing about it and that's what you're thinking about before that bell rings, you're not present you're 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 with the landlord paying rent right now you're not mm-hmm. that guy across the cage is gonna he's ready to punch you in the face you might want to think about that you might want to get present with what you're doing right now so i'm trying um i'm not i'm not a doctor i'm not an expert by any means um but i've i'm a veteran more than most um yes. I've, got, I've got a lot of experience in this sport and I'm trying. I, I, I surround myself with people like you, and I, I, I try to make myself better for, obviously, myself, but for my future athletes as well. Well, and you're relatable to your athletes, and mm-hmm. they respect you because of your experience and all you've accomplished and done. So um, um, I appreciate you just sharing your story and just also um, just your coaching and just telling them that they can be the best version of them and that if they do have those messy lives, that it could and can affect them. So work on that as well. Don't ignore that. Absolutely. You can't ignore it. But do your best you can to work through that and also be the best you you can be that day. Yep. That day you fight or the day you do whatever you do. In that moment, right? I mean, the, the last words I get to say to you as a coach is right before you walk in. Mm-hmm. So that's my last message nine times out of ten is go be the best you you can be. And and that's, you know, and then they walk in the cage and, they do a quick announcement and then they're fighting. And and if they are the best they can be, 
just like myself, I, I believe that very hard for them to be beaten. Awesome. Well, yeah. we'll end on that note right there. Sounds good. So, Johnny, if people want to get a hold of you or they want to come and come and visit Fitness Fight Factory, how, how would they reach out and learn more about your business? Um, you can find us on the web at fitnessfightfactory.com. Um, we're on Instagram. We're on Facebook, all that stuff. Um, myself, I, I have a Facebook and Instagram, all that. Um, Facebook is just Johnny Bedford. Um, fan page is Brutal Johnny Bedford. And then Instagram and Twitter is at Brutal Bedford. Wonderful. All right. Thanks, Johnny. I loved hearing your story. Thank you very Thanks. much.